And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. That we can, and so help us God, we will make America great again. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully you guys are having a fantastic week. Um, great show today. I was joined by my brother, Remzo Martinez. It's actually been a while since uh, since old Remzo has been on the show, but uh, it's always a good time talking to Remzo. Uh, we had a good time, and not a lot of politics today. We, we talked a little, a little news of the week, not much. Um, and then we, uh, we we talked about why the uh, the most recent Star Wars trilogy is terrible. Uh, we talked about uh, we we mused about what puffins taste like. Uh, you know what puffins are? Those little uh, you know, penguin-like birds that live in Iceland. You know, we talked about what those things taste like. Uh, yeah, a wide-ranging conversation today between uh, me and Remzo. Uh, before we get to Remzo, guys, please follow us on Twitter at No Gimmicks Pod. Please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Please subscribe. Uh, as always, uh, as you all know, uh, new shows every Monday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Uh, and if you like what you're hearing uh, and want to get involved with the show, you can support us monthly over on Patreon, patreon.com slash the No Gimmicks Podcast. All right, without further ado, the great Remzo Martinez. <laughs> All right, guys, we're here with my brother, Remzo Martinez. Remzo, you're alive. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I, to see that. I beat the bat flu stew Yeah, dude. Kind of. I'm still dealing with the shit, but, like, my God, everyone else I see online, they're like, I got the COVID, and it lasted a day. I caught COVID, and it lasted two weeks, and I caught pneumonia as a result. Like, my God. Yeah. Not I'm, fun. For anybody that missed it, Remzo, he hasn't been able to do his podcast the last couple of weeks because he literally couldn't talk. I've never had that happen in my life. I used to get strep throat like every year up until like 2019. And for the for the last year, I was like really paranoid. I'm like, I'm going to catch strep. And when I get it, it's going to be terrible. But like walking around of half a lung, like I feel bad for people that get like pneumonia chronically. So I had COVID induced pneumonia. So I caught COVID and the COVID opened me up to pneumonia. So I had a, you know, they, they detected it in my left lung. And I was like, well, that's ironic you detect it there because I don't feel like I could breathe out of there. And, uh, you know, from there, it was just a lot of resting and vitamins and shit. And like I for I, I'm a workaholic, as you and people who have heard me in the past know, like I I work to I like I live to work and I work to live. And for about 10 days, I have not done anything like I canceled all my clients. I canceled all my stuff. I couldn't do two episodes of my show on the run. Uh, shout out to Brian Nichols, who was able to fill in as a guest host. But like I, I'm coming back now and I feel like um, Brendan Fraser in that movie where he's a caveman. I'm looking around. <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? Robin Williams and Jumanji. What year is this? So it's been a it, it's man. I have not changed my stance on covid. But what I will say is if you feel like you've got the symptoms, like at least go get tested because this is not something you want to pass around. This oh, is not sure. fun. 100 percent. I mean, you haven't really been paying attention to the news the last few weeks, which is probably refreshing on some level dude just side note did you hear about that guy i think it's like some like 19 year old kid that was in a car accident and has been in a coma since march 1st and he just woke up oh like last week and his, his family's like i don't even know what to <laughs> where do we start 
there's been these communist lockdowns in the United States for a year. Joe Biden is the president. I mean, like, so he was he went into a coma after Biden finished like seventh in Iowa. <laughs> and like couldn't remember his own name and stuff and like he's the like how do you even explain that he missed tiger king he missed riots he missed the toilet paper shortages dude how are you he gonna explain that... tiger king <laughs> like, oh. like all right look like a hundred million americans all got together and pretended that tiger king was entertaining that's basically it like movie theaters i i'm a i'm a movie theater addict and luckily our theaters have been open uh, for the past five, six months, but it's not the same because they're just airing. I'm, I'm sorry. They're just, uh, they're just showing like a bunch of old movies for like $5. And some of them I've enjoyed. Like I went to go see the Godfather, the death of Michael Corleone. I saw Halloween scream during October around Halloween and like concessions are like 50 cents. <laughs> so you can get like a large Coke and a large popcorn and maybe some candy for like under five bucks. Whereas like in the before times, it would have been like, you know, a, a, a home mortgage or something. Yeah. I mean, originally you're looking at like $40 for all that stuff. So like all the things that used to be enjoyable, like we've got restaurants, restaurants have been open so you could do indoor and outdoor dining. But it's like all the things that people used to enjoy are just gone. So we're, we're celebrating the first anniversary of 15 days to flatten the curve. And I, I don't know how I would be able to process things if I woke up from a coma right now. How do you think you would, you would, what, what would be one of your priorities going up? Because I feel like, you know, asking about family, friends, that type of stuff, that would be it. And then it would be like, okay, what do I miss? Like, I don't know how you rank any of those things. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, you, you you're basically explaining that, like the country you remember is gone. Like this is not the same United States of America as <laughs> March 1st of last year. Like not even close, you know? Like how do you explain that like the American people have given up on the idea of liberty? Um the NFL the I'm sorry, the the Super Bowl from a couple days ago, go Tom Brady. Um Did you watch it? I know, was, you, I know you don't care about sports. I but. watched well, you know what's weird about that? Like, I've gotten more interested in sports because there was nothing else to do. Fair. Like, that's mo fair. movies weren't coming out. New shows weren't coming out. They didn't print new comics for, like, six months. So, like, I got into the XFL, like, in February. <laughs> that's such a weird... So, <laughs> I am... Because it was just normal, and it was quiet, and it wasn't trying to be controversial, yeah, and I yeah. was just bored at work. So, I was at the Washington Times at the time. Everyone was getting into, like, the DC Defender. So, I was like, shit... I want to go see a few games. I bought tickets for my brother and my dad. We were going to go see the last two home games for the DC Defenders. And then I remember like two days prior, they gave out refunds and they said, uh, we're, we're going to have to come back in a few weeks. Then it was the season is done. And then like a full <laughs> month after that, they're like, the XFL is dead. <laughs> so when The Rock came back and said he bought the whole thing like seven months later, I pulled out my DC Defenders shirt and I'm like, I'm never missing a fucking game while I'm here. And uh, now it's at the point where I'm trying to move out of Virginia, move out of the Beltway area because they've sucked out all the fun from here. But like I watched the third I, I watched the the last like 15 minutes of the game. And what I found out later, I think it was actually through BuzzFeed or something like that. that this was the third least watched Super Bowl ever, which is dude. All right. So why? I mean, because it's literally Tom Brady, the greatest American athlete of all time, maybe. I mean, up there with like Michael Jordan or you know somebody like that. Versus like Patrick Mahomes, probably the greatest current 
football player and like two wildly popular teams. Like I, I, that, I saw that that this was like the second least watched Super Bowl in twenty years or whatever. I'm like, I don't even know why. And, and people are locked in their houses too. Like most states literally still have a curfew. Like you're you're not allowed to go out after a certain time. So what, it's like, what was wonder why? What was funny apparently was I guess a lot of companies said that they were not going to be doing commercials. So the one thing I did notice, I watched like. I watched the last 15 minutes and I watched like the first uh, the first couple plays. You had a lot of companies that were doing ad reads. So like Budweiser, you didn't have a Budweiser commercial. You had, by the way, this is brought to you by Budweiser. You had a lot of people just doing reads because apparently a lot of these companies are afraid of how their commercials might not be woke enough or anything. And it's like they they were the, the people who never watched the Super Bowl or never watched football are now watching everything, trying to see what they approve of. Like Dolly Parton did a song like working five to nine. Like it, it was it was different than like nine to five. This one was about like freelancers and Uber drivers and shit. And people are going after her saying that she was pushing out like gig worker propaganda. <laughs> and apparently all the other all the other commercials were like, you know, women are the future and, uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff. Then they brought the the chick who read that poem from Biden's inauguration, something else I didn't watch. They had her come out. And then I guess they also played the black national anthem because we are two countries now. And it's just like, you know, it's not about football anymore. It's about anything but football. And I think that's why I'm giving The Rock a lot of credit like my family's kind of pissed because they because he endorsed Biden and all this other stuff. But I'm like, listen, The Rock is an entertainer. He doesn't talk about a lot of other shit going on. And if he's going to own his own football league, don't you think he's going to want to make as much money from the people that actually like football as possible? You would think. I think so. I I, I believe that The Rock is going to make the XFL big. Will it be bigger than the NFL? I don't genuinely think so. But I think it's going to take a lot of attention. It's going to take a lot of money and it's going to gain a lot uh, larger following because the dude the dude knows that Republicans and Democrats and everyone who's apathetic in between, they like his movies. They like his shit. So I don't think he's going to make something that's going to intentionally disenfranchise half the country because he loves himself and he loves his money more than I think he loves anything else. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I want him to. I wish people could just focus on that because – you know, at this point, we've got these parallel economies coming up where it's like, you know, if you're a Republican, you shop here. And if you're a Democrat, you shop here and stuff. And it used to be like the, the one thing I miss about football was like on a on a Monday or a Sunday, um, because I know that little about when I think it's Monday night football. Yeah, I think that's it, because I still know shit. Um, you know, everyone could just be like a Ravens fan or a Redskins fan or something like that. And then everything else came later. Now it's like everything has to be a battle line. So, like, my hope in The Rock is that he's just not going to do the stupid shit he saw that ruined the NFL, and he's just going to put on a good show. By the way, you said Redskins, and uh, you're not allowed to say that because you're a racist. Oh, my God. The Washington football team. You know what's funny? I have not seen a single person wear a Washington football (laughs) team anything. I still see people walking around Redskins shit. Dude, all right. I want them to keep the name the Washington football team because it's so stupid and hilarious. And they they need to keep that stupid, ridiculous name as just a a monument to how ridiculous this period of time in America is. Like I have they, a they I have should... a friend who's like super, super into sports and he buys Madden every year. And what he told me, this was on an episode of my show, we were talking about how the internet ruined video games. Apparently, if you go back and you pull out past players like Joe Theismann, Joe Theismann was part of the Redskins. If you go back in, in, in the recent Madden and you look at 
Joe Theismann's history and everything, it takes out all the times he went to the Super Bowl with the Redskins. So it says Joe Theismann, Washington football team. And when you pull him up and you want to see him in his Redskins jersey, it's him in a jersey he never wore. So that is like legit whitewashing of history right there. And when he told me that they put that in the freaking game, I'm like, are you serious? You mentioned— We can't pretend it just didn't happen. You mentioned this bizarre— parallel economy stuff that is is going to get a hundred times worse i mean it's going to get to the point where like conservatives and liberals bank at different banks you know what i mean really it's going to be really weird man there's gonna be a paypal for the left and a whatever for the right you know but like the funniest example i mean it's not even like worth mentioning it's just so funny to me man that ridiculous child um david hogg the 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 school shooting survivor kid. I, ha- I have a confession yeah, because I know where you're going with this. Dude. I'm a I'm a purple pillow fanatic. Purple pillow is not paying me to say anything, but I have a my pillow and I have a purple pillow, and I would set my my pillow on fire for another purple pillow. I mean, I don't. I just have old pillows that I've always had that I probably got like ten years ago as a wedding gift. Dude, you need new pillows. You need a purple pillow. Purple pillow. Say, I'm, is I'm it actually text- physically purple, or is, is that just the name well, of the company? Well, it's the name of the company, but it is. So I've got, uh, you know, I was in a car accident a few years ago. I have chronic pain in my neck and right shoulder, and I I had insomnia and a bunch of other issues because of that. I got my purple pillow in December. I have slept better the last three months than I have in probably the last six years. Including- I'm gonna send you a link to it. It's in. It's not. It's not expensive it's a little pricey but you buy this pillow buy it for your wife too while you're at it you you will you will you will you will never experience sleep the same way again i mean they should really be paying you to they advertise should. but they should <laughs> but this is like, my life now i'm just willing to be a nice person the funniest, I, I like sleep the funniest thing with david hogg and his fake pillow company I, like, I doubt he's ever actually gonna like make pillows or anything but like you and i both remzo are like serial business starters like we both like starting businesses and there's like a lot of different reasons to start businesses because you want to make money because it's something you're interested in it's something you enjoy you know it's a, a fresh new idea that you have but like i've never i've never heard of somebody starting a business out of hatred <laughs> it's like, like you're just you hate somebody so bad you go out and start a company like that's such a weird like what, what what's an so, odd what's thing so to do. funny i could talk about this i i can legally talk about this but william legate is apparently his partner and i had never known who william legate was Isn't until a twitter few... he was like a twitter executive right or something i don't, I don't fucking know i just know that when i was a parlor <laughs> he wanted like half a million dollars to be on the platform or else he was going to continue spread lies about us oh my the email goodness. the email is out there we put out the email before i left this was like right before thanksgiving and he still blocked wow. me on, he, he still blocked me on twitter so i'm looking around i'm like listen man i'm all about that sleep i'll let things go aside if your pillow is good but they're looking for like domestic uh pillow manufacturing <laughs> unions and textile unions i'm like i'm sorry you're gonna have to go back to like the 1850s for that shit <laughs> and dude i mean if they actually succeed in, in getting all those different groups together, like, dude, you're talking about like a $7,000 pillow. Well, I mean, <laughs> this pillow also is supposed to have superpowers. It's going to fight white supremacy. Yeah. It's going to fight fascism and it's going to fight big, you know, big gun lobbies. So, like, this pillow better be fucking talking to you. I mean, look, I, it, you know, I, I've never heard of somebody starting a company out of spite, <laughs> but like, sure. I mean, look, in, in all fairness, there's a lot worse things you could be doing with hatred. I mean, you could like go out and kill somebody. So, I mean, I'd much rather these guys start a pillow company than, than, you know, get violent or something like that. 
Yeah, but what's funny is like right now, I feel like this is one of the biggest changing points in young David's life because he's only 12. He legit <laughs> said, where should we base the company? Let's not do California because, you know, cost of living and shit. And I'm like, but that's your liberal haven. And now you're starting to realize, oh, my God, money actually money actually matters. And what's funny is they brought in. Uh, another person for their advisory board. It's like I don't know, I don't know how many pillow companies have to have advisory boards, but they're bringing in all these like activists and former politicians, and I'm just watching this. I'm like, these people couldn't make money off a freaking hot dog stand, and you're telling me they're gonna sell pillows better than my pillow or Purple Pillow? Purple Pillow is smart. Purple Pillow sells pillows to everyone. They they never tried to pull up, you know weird shit about absolute proof and all this other stuff. Like my pillows shuts up and they just sell good pillows. I think with Mike Lindell, he does kind of creep me out a little bit, yeah. but you know, not en not enough to start a company just because you don't <laughs> like them. Like the man sells pillows. Like that's a whole separate thing from all his other weird shit. Yeah. Did any use my, my problem with the, didn't he, used he to was, crack? he was a crack. He's he was a crack, crack addict. Yeah. He was a crackhead liberal. Then he found Jesus and then he was campaigning with the president. So like my my problem with my pillow is they're my pillows they they turn into concrete after like a few nights. I don't want because that. they're they're really soft and they're like they're they're really good the first couple nights because of memory foam. But then you know like when, you know like me I I sweat when I sleep sometimes. You sweat in that pillow it turns into concrete it like conforms around your head and then you get up and the <laughs> pillow is still there and it's like my pillow off me get off. So like my my problems with my pillow are purely product based. I mean, I will keep an eye on young young David Hogg's company, though. Like, I, because I don't know what like the likeliest outcome is. Like, they actually start producing pillows. I think that's. Do you think the pillows will the be list. white, or do you think that's a sign of white supremacy? I mean, that would absolutely be a sign of white white supremacy. We do. We need to start that Twitter campaign as soon as they release a white pillow, just to hammer yeah. them with the "you're a Nazi" allegation. We might give them more ideas. It's like, fine, we're gonna do pillows in all the colors. <laughs> I mean, look, I, I don't, I, they, they're not actually going to make pillows. There's they're no not way. Go, they're not going to go f further with this. This whole thing, I feel like they got drunk one night and they're like, you know what? You know what pisses me off? Mike Lindell. Let's start a company where we sell pillows <laughs> and they're going to fight hatred and they're going to fight all this other stuff and and trans lives and all this other stuff and it's just like <laughs> my god that that sounds that sounds like it sounds like, like a drunk idea we're just saying words <laughs> it's like you're throwing every idea anti-guns trans black black lives black, and it's like black. my god like calm down man this is a this is like a you know they they hit a few a few puffs of their bong and they're like we're going to start selling pillows that Dude, will fix we need the to world. bait we need to bait them into making stuff that conservatives would love <laughs> like dude you think you could trick leftists into like starting a gun company <laughs> our guns don't shoot they'll, they'll do something intentional like that um what, what i think would be funny if somebody started a twitter account and maybe like you know filed like a 40 dollar filing fee in delaware for an llc not that i've ever thought of this but like you actually <laughs> legally start a business and then you just out left to the left so like when they put out their white pillows you're just like well you know we, we're putting out trans pillows and brown pillows and black pillows and what would a trans pillow pillows. be it's just a regular pillow that identifies as, as, ah, as, a, okay. Uh, okay. as a sofa okay. cushion. Um, but, you know, you just you just out left them. It's brilliant. I, I mean, obviously, you've been putting a lot of a lot of thought 
in your uh, your COVID fever dreams into into this, Remzo. You might, I might as well have done something. <laughs> so uh, let's see what's going on. I could make a better liberal pillow than the liberals. I, I don't I don't doubt that at all. Um, uh, we should probably cover some like relevant news. I'm not impeachment. Like I will say right now, uh, for I need to tell the audience I respect you guys too much to cover this. This ridiculous impeachment nonsense. I mean, the the Democrats are trying to remove a guy from office who's already been removed from office. So uh, I'm not watching a single solitary second of this sideshow on on C-SPAN. Dude, holy crap! That was a <laughs> what was up with all that alliteration? I did not mean to do that. I'm uh, just sitting back. Like, I just annoyed that myself. Was not planned. Oh, wow. Yikes! It's one of those days, brother. But anyway, so if if you want like uh, impeachment trial coverage. Uh, Sorry, man. Go listen to fuck off. Yeah, go listen to Ben Shapiro or something. But um, and just the only thing I'll say is like, by the way, just a side note with the impeachment stuff. Like, it already came out weeks ago that the January sixth, uh, you know, Buffalo guy storming the Capitol, that nonsense was like planned like a month in advance. It had nothing to do with Trump's stupid speech. So like, we're literally just doing stuff now in Washington D.C. for no reason. Like, we're just we're just screwing around. So no, I will not be covering that on the show. I got my I got my stimulus check, so I'm just I'm just gonna let them have a month pass. Yeah. You buying another gun with it? How many guns do you have? Don't answer that. Am I answering that? Yeah. You fed? I mean, before you, the unfortunate dude. We're so irresponsible with our boats. <laughs> Every time this I buy a new happens. one, I just I just had these boating. I can tell you this: I was not buying GameStop. No. I was not buying Dogecoin. I've got my money in a safe place. Dude, by the way, I missed every Super Bowl commercial because Dogecoin was blowing up, and I was just glued to my trading apps during the commercial breaks in the Super Bowl. So that's what I was doing. I missed all, all the woke all, stuff. All, all you could have done. Yeah. Way better yeah. than like being lectured to by Bruce Springsteen or some such nonsense. <laughs> and here's my here's my problem with Springsteen, since we're going to bring it up. He sucks. He's, He's from New awful. Jersey. Yeah. I saw that movie... About that Indian, I'm sorry about that he had Indian a cowboy kid hat in, uh, in that commercial. Cowboy hat. He's not. A, he's not. He's from New Jersey. He's a coastal elite. Like, what are like, you doing? You know, he started a, a a farm. He started a garden in his backyard, and he got like 15 grand in subsidies. What? Yeah, because he he was legally able to classify his garden as a farm. So during the Obama years, if you were doing that, you were getting uh, you know, literal cash handouts from the government. To help support your farm, so Bruce Springsteen was able to take advantage of that. And I've seen his farm; he grew like a tomato and a couple <laughs> cucumbers, and that was it. So, like, I, I have not seen the commercial, so I don't want to just shit on it for the hell of it. But I did read um, what was said on it, and I'm looking at this. It's like Bruce Springsteen stopped representing like the working class guy like 30 years ago. Yeah, I mean, he's a rich coastal elite east coast you can't elite. go you can't go back it's like blake no. shelton telling me about you know how he's going to the river picking up catfish it's like you've been dining nah, at five-star resorts yeah, for dude. like the last decade and a half shut up yeah he's married to the chick from no doubt yeah it's like come on come on son yeah like what are you doing yeah i mean, I mean there's no yeah there's I, I i mean just aside from the the jeep commercial or whatever like i just i don't like springsteen shtick i don't like the tough guy routine from Oh, oh, but but five that's foot the tall thing. New Jersey douchebag. Like I saw that movie. I think it was uh, Stand by the Light or something. It's about this Indian kid in like the '80s who is in living in England, and he wants to uh, he wants to go to New Jersey and meet Bruce Springsteen. I'm actually sitting in theaters with my girlfriend. This is during the before times, and we're watching this movie, before and we're time. just like, 
that kid is going to be so unimpressed when he actually meets Springsteen. Oof. Yeah. And that's the entire movie. Like, I need to get to New Jersey. It's like, why, son? Why? You have a test next week. Because I need to meet Bruce Springsteen. Ah. Sounds like the worst ah. movie of all time. It was not worth the money I paid, but I saw it at an Alamo draft house. So it, it could have been worse. Dude, so you always tell me on this podcast that I need to, like, read more comics and watch more movies and stuff because I'm so just obstinate and I hate everything that's released recently just because it's all so bad. I mean, I'm, dude, I'm a professional music. I hate, I'm a professional musician. I hate 90% of the music that comes out. Like, Has, any, has any music come out in the past year? Because mm-hmm. the only song I could think of was Wet Ass Pussy. I mean, rich artists have you know have the means to put out music that nobody's gonna buy nobody's come to see live you know like taylor swift put out new music and stuff like that but no like normal bands no no, not really i i like that wap is the only song i know that came out yeah it's pretty bad it's pretty dark time but anyway so i uh you always tell me to absorb more culture and i always resist it because i just hate it hate our culture right now but i did finally because i i don't know if i told you this but i've mentioned this on the show before that like What's the second most recent Star Wars in the uh, episode eight? What was episode eight called? It's not Rise of Skywalker. What was Last before? Jedi. Last Jedi. So Last Jedi. I uh, Last Jedi was so bad, like it was legitimately one of the worst movies of any kind I've ever seen, and I'm a huge, huge Star Wars fan of of history. Yeah, of history, like one of the worst movies of all time. And it was so, like, it scarred me to the point where I didn't watch Solo and I didn't watch uh, Rise of Skywalker. And then a couple weeks ago, I finally, I'm like, look, Brady, you're a lifelong Star Wars fan. Watch these two Star Wars movies that you've never seen. And I did. And, uh, I mean, like, Rise of Skywalker was even worse than I could ever have imagined Rise of Skywalker's sin was that they tried to pretend The Last Jedi didn't happen and they just made things worse. Yeah, it was so bad. It was worse. It's like they didn't like reboot. They just like stepped over it. You know what's funny about that movie too? The end when Kylo Ren brings the girl back to life and then he Mm -hmm. dies. He didn't have like plot wise. It made no sense. He didn't have to die. (laughs) It was just like an unnecessary. Like I get it. Like he did the whole Sith thing where he, you know, you can't be a man who saves people people and live in that film. Yeah, it's just so bizarre. But like he died for no reason. He's like, oh, I'm turning to the good side, and I'm I figured out what Jedi can't because I'm technically a Sith, and I figured out how to keep people from dying, bring people back from the dead, and stuff like that. And then, oh, I'm dead. But it's like, hold on a second. I, My I, favorite scene in that film is right at the beginning when Poe Dameron runs over to uh, Mary Sue, and they're like, "You're the best fighter in the Resistance," and it's like, really, really? I mean, can you can you show me a scene? I need to see the receipts Ever? on see the receipts on that, but. <laughs> You know, but like, dude, was, with the end of that movie, if 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 Kylo Ren doesn't die, nothing changes in the plot. Yeah, like it was completely. It's like stuff like that bothers me. And then I did watch Solo, and that was excellent. So, I am Solo was so very support- good. I am very supportive of a Solo sequel. Oh yeah, it was great. I mean, yeah, you you have to get past. I don't know the actor's name, but he's not playing Han Solo. He's just playing Harrison Ford playing Han Solo, which is like. It was it's the best he could do. I feel like nobody could have yeah. delivered what exactly what we were thinking, but he did the best job I think he could, and I I just let it slide. Yeah, it's it was cool for like a half hour though, and then you're like, all right, man, like you gotta 
like give me something other than Harrison Ford, but it was very entertaining. I got I got a straight up erection when they brought up Darth Maul. Oh yeah. That was great. That that's sequel worthy right there. That was great. And and like the movie was good enough that the girl, the Game of Thrones girl, Daenerys mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones, I forget her name. I don't know actors and actresses' names. I just don't at all. Not worth it. But she like the movie was good enough that she didn't seem all that bad and she is terrible. Like she's a horrible actor, you know? But like the oh, movie yeah. was good enough that it didn't you know, it wasn't too terrible. Yeah, and and even, you know, Childish Gambino did a good job. And they're bringing yeah. him back for a Lando series. Yeah. So that'll be that'll be interesting. I mean, with Star Wars, what what's great right now is that David Filoni and Kevin Feige, they've basically taken it away from all the bastards that were destroying it. That's why The Mandalorian did well. I think The oh, Mandalorian yeah. also did well because there was no other entertainment, so our standards were just so much well lower. Um, because I, I mean, I think the Mandalorian season two is pretty amazing. I'm excited for all the series that are coming out. I tried reading. I feel like there's this schism right now because right now in star Wars, you've got two things. You've got all the David Filoni, Kevin Feige products and projects. And then you've got this whole thing right now called the high Republic and the high Republic is supposed to be like, uh, like a few hundred years before the events of the phantom menace. And that was the project they gave to all the lefty SJW. So I actually bought one of the books on audible uh i think it was called light of the jedi and it's supposed to kick off all this new high republic stuff yeah and uh it was it was terrible oh no and i have not even and they have a comic series coming out called star wars the high republic and all my diehard star wars fans who really like the the stuff that mar so marvel is publishing yeah the star wars comics i i've read some of them i really like a lot of them but you know you've got the act you've got the writers and the artists that actually care about writing a good story then you've got this new high republic series where it was just like did you like the last jedi no well, we're going to give you some more of it. So it's like really awkward. You've got just a random stu- casino planet got, scene for an yeah, hour and like a half. You've got, you've got the projects that they actually care about that Star Wars fans and, you know, just regular, normal human beings actually like. Then you've got the super lefty projects that I think they gave them as, as a concession. And they're as bad as people predicted. And I was really hoping it would be better than what they had done. I thought they would have learned, but they were like, you know, let's just double down on the stuff that pissed people off. It's just so funny, man, because the people have spoken. Like, it's like the, the fans have, have just laid out, laid bare in front of the whole world to see what they want out of Star Wars, and that's the Mandalorian. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, well, I, I, I mean, look understand. at look at the Marvel look at the Marvel movies. Like around the time that you know Avengers Endgame was coming out, you had all these professional critics saying, "Oh, you're gonna get superhero fatigue, and this whole superhero phase is gonna die out." No, because Marvel knows what people want, so they delivered on it. Whereas with the Last Jedi, they managed to piss off so many fans. Fans just did not show up to see Solo, and fans did not show up to see the Rise of Skywalker. Didn't Solo lose money? Solo did lose money. Solo did not make back its money. That's crazy. That's that, Star Wars right there. And that's just that's only because of The Last Jedi and The Rise of Skywalker. And you look at probably the most celebrated film that's come out since Disney started producing these Star Wars movies, and it was Rogue One. Rogue One and was Rogue, pretty good. What did you think Rogue about Rogue One? Was, One? I, I, think it's my, I think it's probably my second favorite to A New Hope. Really? A New Hope's I like your it favorite? Better, I, I like it. I, New, New Hope is my favorite. That's funny. Uh, Empire was my second favorite, but Rogue One, I think, was better. Rogue One, I think, was probably his, you know, really, um, I think it was George Lucas's true vision of what Star Wars was supposed to be. I liked that 
the Mike nerdy Star Wars side like Rogue One because they they didn't really explain the characters in a lot of detail, but having like Mon Mothma as a main character and and you know some of those people that are extraordinarily important in the story but just aren't highlighted in the movies. I like some of that stuff. Well, even the guy who played uh oh shit, I actually know this actor's name. I can't think of it. The guy who played Director Krennic, the villain in the film. Oh yeah, yeah. He was he was I think you know, for an actor of his caliber, that was a step down for him. But he did such a good job because you don't really look at Star Wars movies and you think that's good acting. I remember watching that guy's director, Krennic, and I'm like, that is some good freaking acting right there. Like, I believe he's the villain. He's probably, honestly, he's probably the most villainous person we've actually seen in Star Wars because we actually understand more of his motivations. Yeah, yeah. And he is genuinely, he's a true believer. Yeah, like he is a true believer, and you don't see that with really anybody. Yeah, else. you ex- they explain that he's a true believer. He's not just like the Darth Vader. This guy is evil because he's the bad guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I mean, I think I think Rogue One and Rogue One was a David Filoni film. Speaking and of like, Rogue One, speaking of Rogue One, what is the main guy's name? The scientist, the actor. He's in everything, and I always forget oh, the, the guy's the name. Oh, the guy from the, the guy from Casino Royale. Yeah, the guy from Casino Royale and everything else. Mads Mickelson. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, he's like Swedish or something like that. He he was great. They I think they underutilized him, but the in, but the introduction scene, like the prologue of the film, oh yeah, that was really well. I think uh, I think he did good in his role. Even Donnie Donnie Yen. Donnie Yen's probably like one of my favorite uh, martial arts actors. Uh, he did a movie called uh, Legend of the Fist: The Return of Chen Zen. It's basically re- it's basically a sequel to the original Fist of Fury with Bruce Lee. That was really good. But like that's an example of like you had good characters that all served a purpose. And like you know with that film, uh, you know I've been called you know anti woman and stuff because I didn't like the main Skywalker saga with you know Mary Sue Palpatine. But it's like you had Jin Erso, who's the main character of Rogue One. And she was fantastic, and I liked her, and I liked her in Cassie and Andor and all the other characters, and it's one of my favorite Star Wars films because it was genuinely good. People served a purpose, and they just focused on have, making a good story. Yeah, man. Like, I just don't understand—I don't understand the woke nonsense with Star Wars. Like, nobody actually cared—like, dude, Princess Leia is the main character of the entire story. Okay, like, like do, you, do you remember? It's, it's fine. Remember like, it's not, we're not we're not anti-woman. Okay, just Ray was a dumb character. It was a dumb character. It was dumb that they brought Palpatine back. That was completely wildly unnecessary. It was just all dumb. It was just bad characters. It's not just the female thing. I mean, Kylo Ren is the worst villain ever. Like, he's it, a Disney it, princess. It, yeah, basically. it's terrible. He's the worst villain ever, and he's replacing the best, the quintessential villain, like the villain. Darth Vader is. Like, if you think of villain, you think of Darth Vader. And you can't follow Darth Vader up with that little bitch who gets his ass kicked by everyone. Like, it's well, just it's do, awful. Do you remember? Do you remember Rose Tico? Who? Yeah, she was the she was the Asian chick from the Last oh, Jedi. Oh man, I'd really try to block her out of my memory. There what are, a waste they, there's of a whole character. Move, there's a whole movement of Skywalker saga apologists that want her to get her own Disney Plus show. Why? It's like nobody freaking likes her. It was. It was. There, I don't. I. I don't understand why. Like, what purpose that character served? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at my shelf right now. I don't know who the who the toy manufacturer is for Star Wars, 
like the big expensive figures. I don't think it's McFarlane toys. I, I'm I, I'm a toy collector. I don't know, but, but David uh, Hogg should probably get in on that business he should, next. He should probably get in on it. But anyway, <laughs> the people. This was about a year ago. The people that were creating like the big high end. I think it's like Mad Toys or something. Uh, the big high end statue figurines for Star Wars. They were re-releasing a lot of the classics like Darth Maul. Obi-Wan Kenobi, Anakin Skywalker, Luke, Han, that type of stuff. And they weren't doing anything for the recent Skywalker saga film. So I think it was a reporter from Rolling Stones. I probably got all of this messed up in terms of who's manufacturing, who's reporting. I think it was somebody from Rolling Stones. But they were like, you know, you're coming back with a lot of the classic characters. Why aren't you doing, you know, new uh, new beloved characters like... Um, you know, Ray and Luke, I'm sorry, Ray and Finn and Poe and uh, Babu Fett, you know, the, the little monkey creature from the Rise of Skywalker and shit like that. And, you know, what about, you know, real, real fan demand products like Rose Tico? And the, oh, the, the representative was basically like, you know, there's been no demand. <laughs> <laughs> like That's none. A, this word. We, we would have done it, but there's like nobody wants to buy those things, but they want to buy these things. So we're going to make these things to sell them. This word demand. I don't think it means what you think it means. They're like, nobody, nobody's asking about a Rose Tico figure. You say that, but no, nobody is oh, because like... if they were, we would, we would be making it. We'd be selling it, but people want Luke and Darth Vader and Han and all these other people. Nobody wants ba uh, Babu Frick. That was his name. Nobody wants Babu Frick, Ray, and Rose Tico. No, nobody's at. Nobody Not wants it. <laughs> a soul. Why didn't they just stick with the original story? Money. But, but like the original, like the what was supposed to be the original episodes seven, eight, nine were awesome. I mean, obviously, it starts like a few years after Return of the Jedi, so I don't know how you navigate. You just have to recast. They, they just didn't want to. They, you they you try, know what's funny they though? Like, I, the I baby. liked. They tried to split I, the baby. You know. I liked The Force Awakens when it came out in 2015. It was okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. I saw that in theaters a couple of times. It was the Last Jedi, which was the breaking point yeah. for me. Yeah. Because I could have bought all this other stuff because there was a lot of plot points and a lot of cool stuff that they could have done with The Force Awakens. And then Rian Johnson, who did The Last Jedi, was just like, you know what? Fuck all that. <laughs> and then, J J you know, J.J. Abrams was just like, we're going to give everything you want and everything you don't want. And we're just going to have to hope it figures itself out. And I remember watching that with my girlfriend in theaters, The Rise of Skywalker. And she walked out and she said, that is the worst film I've ever seen in theaters. Yeah. Yeah, man. Last Jedi, I uh, I was watching with a couple buddies in theaters and I almost got up and left. My buddy Chris like literally had to hold me down. I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm out of here. I think it was the casino planet thing, like the whole like communist propaganda scene for like... That was so... It, it was the, so relevant. I don't know if it was actually... I'll have to look up if it was longer than the pod racing scene in Phantom Menace, but it felt longer. I think the pod you know, racing actually, scene was like 45 minutes long. I actually watched the Phantom Menace recently. If you take out the pod racing, it's not bad. If you take out Jar Jar too, it's even better. Yeah, if you take out Jar Jar and the pod racing. Yeah, like it was actually a pretty decent film. Yeah. But like my, my problem with – it goes for – you know com Marvel Comics are really doing this. That's why I really don't collect Marvel Comics anymore. But like with a lot of entertainment, and I think the Star Wars Skywalker saga really showed this. You've got like the hero's journey, which is what all great stories are based off of. Now you've got the victim's journey. Right. 
which is like the the inverse of that. And like what I really hate about The Last Jedi was that in order to make Rey a great hero, they had to make Luke less of one. <laughs> to make him just a wimp. He's it's like, like a waste of space. It's like, Master Luke, teach me. It's like, I don't like the Force. Everything I loved is a lie. Let me sit here and die. And it's like, you know, there, there's no, there was no redemptive arc. Even no. when he goes and fights Kylo, it's just there. It actually does. It actually goes against the purpose yeah. of everything else. So, and then when they bring him back as a Force Coast in the in the Rise of Skywalker, it's even worse because it's like, are you just gotta pretend that stuff didn't happen? And so what they do, they do this a lot with female characters. And this is why I like Jyn Erso more than I like, uh, you know, Ray, whatever the hell her name is. Because in Rogue One, they had to build her up as a hero. Right. They had to show her the challenges, and she had to overcome it. Right. And she had to also lead people, lead the other rebels. Whereas of Ray, it's like she was always great. And if you don't like her, we can't actually make her better because, you know, that would that would show that we're conceding something. So we're just going to take all these great characters you love, and we're going to make them worse. So by default, she didn't get better. They just became worse. I mean, the writing of the new trilogy, just the decisions they made, don't make any sense to me because like a like just i mean they just switched everything around they just played musical chairs like they just switched everything around and i don't really get why like ben is ben skywalker in the original story that's luke's son not mm -hmm. han solo's son and ben doesn't turn to the dark side luke turns to the dark side and ben rescues luke from the dark side and also han solo doesn't die chewy dies in battle yeah and so it's like they take kind of things from the original story and they just like switch the names around it's like that just seems completely unnecessary <laughs> you couldn't you <laughs> like, couldn't show too many you could not show han solo who is probably the definition of toxic masculinity so you had to kill him yeah and you can't show luke because luke will always be the greatest hero yeah therefore you have to make him so unlikable that your unlikable characters they don't raise they you know everyone else just gets lowered beneath them yeah and because you know of of leia uh you know they have to cram all the things they think you want but it doesn't make any any sense no at all no yeah just bad man just bad like it i, I swear it's like the mandalorian just kicks sand in the eyes of the the trilogy because it's like all right, you want to see what people actually want out of Luke Skywalker? <laughs> they want to see him go. cut shit up. Here you go. He's about to slaughter about a 10 billion droids and be the hero and just end the season in, in an awesome, heroic way. Like, that's what people wanted, not this old dork, <laughs> this old donk living in a cave. It's like, my goodness. Ugh. Yeah, dr drinking, like, blue titty milk, it's like, it's it's wrong. Yeah, eating those weird little rabbit things. The Porgs, I was hoping that, you know, the Porgs was the only good thing that came out of The Last Jedi. I would have liked to have seen more Porgs. I eat one of those. What do you think Skywalker? those things taste like? I've eaten all manner of animal. Have you ever eaten Puffin? I have not. Have you eaten Puffin? I have not eaten Puffin. I was offered to okay. eat Puffin when I was in Iceland. I went. You know the scene in Rogue One at the beginning where the Death Troopers and Krennic are going to go find uh, Urso's father on the farm? Yeah. I went there. Really? And yeah, and there's a restaurant um, across the street where, you know, all the tourists go and buy, you know, expensive Icelandic bullshit. Uh, they will make you a puffin steak. Because I mean, I'll try it. are all over there. I would never eat it. I saw those things and the porgs are based off of puffins. Yeah, they're really and cute. I, I will and it's say. like I will I will eat a lot of things. I will not eat something that adorable. 
I will say, I mean, I'll, I'll eat anything once. I've eaten all manner of weird stuff, but uh, I bet puffins, I'm trying to think of what they would taste like. I mean, obviously really fatty and oily because they're in ice cold water. And then also I've, like- I've been told that they taste like duck. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how you feel about duck. I'm I'm fifty fifty on duck. Like, I like, I like duck. duck curry. I don't like duck in anything else. I like duck, but I bet puffin like when you go duck hunting, you want to shoot puddle ducks, not diver ducks. Ducks that feed like on the shore and close to shore. Diver yeah. ducks dive down and eat like fish and seaweed and stuff, and they taste diver ducks taste really really like livery. It's like a greasy piece of liver. And I bet that's what a puffin tastes like, because they dive down, they eat fish. So it's probably like fishy and oily and livery. It's probably not I that could, good. I could see that. I'd try I mean, it, but it's it, probably not that good. People in Iceland eat stupid shit. Like, I'm not saying that. I don't want to judge an entire culture's cuisine, but Icelandic cuisine is probably the worst on the planet. Oh, dude, like, freaking the River Monsters guy. Remember River Monsters? What a great show yeah. that was. But he Love did an episode show. in Iceland. They were fishing for... Uh, like uh, Greenland shark, those giant brown sharks that they catch in like 4,000 feet of water. And yeah. uh, then they hang they like hang it up, and it becomes almost like cheese-like. It's like they hang it up in the cold. They like ferment a, that stuff. Yeah, because like, it's toxic, but if they ferment it for like a month or whatever, it's not toxic. And like that dude, the ho- what's his name? The host of River Monsters. I forget. Oh, but yeah. he's eaten all kinds of weird crap all over the world, and like he almost threw up. Like he took a bite of that a bite of that shark and he was like, "It's the most disgusting thing in the world." Like even like I, Anthony Bourdain ate Greenland shark. I remember seeing that and he was like, "This is the worst thing I've ever eaten." So. They uh, they like lamb stew is like a big thing over there because they have so many sheep. Don't and like I paid I paid tw- well I paid twenty dollars for that and they didn't even have seasonings. Just bland. It was it was terrible, and I'm pretty sure I ate like five bowls of that because I was like, they don't offer much in that country, like they really don't. Like if if Iceland was a condiment, they would be mayo, but they would yeah. be store brand mayo. They're not even craft. Like it's just it's just bad. But but back to what I was saying, like you know, in, in order to make certain characters better, you should not have to make everyone around them, especially characters who are part of American culture, you know, just they're, they're, everyone loves them. You should not make them worse. <laughs> I totally agree. And uh, we're out of time. Did we talk about politics at all? I enjoyed everything else we talked about. Oh, I know, I know. Killing, I... killing puffins. What does a puffin taste like? What, what we hated about the new Star Wars. I, I liked this. Yeah. I'm alive from COVID. Yeah, you're alive. <laughs> Thank goodness. Remzo, my friend, thanks for doing this. I'm sure we'll do it again soon. Where can everybody check out your shows and follow you and all that good stuff? Second Print Comics. That's secondprintcomics.com for Second Print Comics podcast. New episodes every Wednesday with me and Mark Claire talking about the storylines, uh, character arcs, and moments we love. Whether you're a diehard reader or a newbie, we've got everything for you. Uh, that and my other show, On the Run. That's ontherun.fireside.fm, ontherun.fireside.fm. Politics, current events, all the crazy shit that you love every Monday and Thursday. I appreciate you, my brother. Uh, Everybody follow Ramzo. He's great. That's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks.